Do you have something to take notes with? Awesome. We started a series last week called Spirit of Jesus, talking about if we want to be Jesus people, we need to be full of the Spirit of Jesus. Uh, were you here last week? Anybody? Uh, were you encouraged? Are you excited about this series? Good. Well, hold on to that excitement because we're actually pausing it this morning. We are not doing part two, but we will get to part two and part three, I promise. Uh, we are actually going to do something a little bit different this morning. We're going to pause the series, like I said, and we're going to have a family meeting. That was a much better reaction than I was expecting. Because if you're anything like me, when I was growing up, anytime my parents said, hey, Andrew, can we talk? My first question is always, what did I do? Am I in trouble? And they still give me a hard time about that. And my mom actually told me before service, I asked her if she wanted to get breakfast this week. And she goes, I almost texted you back and said, what did I do? <laughs> Touche. But this is going to be really exciting. Don't check out if you're not into like family meetings. We really do believe this is a family and uh, this is all exciting stuff. Nobody's getting fired. Nobody's like leaving. No bad news. We're, we're having a good time this morning. Can we do that? Awesome. Awesome. We really do believe that church and, and our, our, us as a people, we're part of the church, the people of God, and that God is building his kingdom in our lives and on this planet. Does anybody else believe that? This is so much more than a Sunday gathering. We really do want to be a people, a family who, who aren't just doing this on Sunday mornings for ourselves, but we're really walking with Jesus uh, because he wants to walk with us. He wants to walk with us in our parenting, in our individual families, but he also wants to lead us together. And I genuinely believe that us and you, as you're a part of this church, it's not, it's not just because. I believe that all of us are a part of this because we get to be part of each other's stories and a part of what God's doing not just in our own lives, not even just in our city, but in the nations of the earth. Because in the end, Jesus is king, right? So good, so exciting. So we're gonna, have, we're gonna talk about a bunch of exciting things coming down the pipeline for us as a church, and it just seemed right to uh, say, hey, well, while we're all together, rather than try to organize another meeting, let's talk about it now. So I uh, hope you're encouraged by this. And, and I do believe, you know, the point in all of this is that as the people of God, as the kingdom of God, you know, that sounds really awesome, but at the end of the day, it's a kingdom, and it's taking, we're taking ground for the glory of God against an enemy, and so sometimes war feels like war, and I believe that if we as a people want to be able to stand and fight and do the things that God's called us to do, two of our biggest weapons in those things, we need the power of God to do it, but what we bring to the table is unity and clarity together. And I believe that there's strength when we are unified and we are clear. We're clear on who are we, what are we doing, where's God leading us. And so that's the purpose of mornings like these. And I'm encouraged too because, you know, it doesn't sound super spiritual on the front end maybe, but as you read through the book of Acts, you see that they had a lot of meetings to figure out, okay, hey, wow, God's on the move. What do we do? How do we participate? And that's the heart of this morning. You're full of faith? Good. So I have something to take notes out with um, just because it's going to be fun. And there's a lot of fun things to talk about, and uh, you may want to remember some of it. So the reason we're doing this is that uh, today is October 21st. Um, and that means that, number one, I think flannel weather is here to stay for the season. And somebody said amen. So that's encouraging. Uh, so it's, it's only October 21st, but at the same time, it's already October 21st. 
And uh, like 2019 is kind of coming, like it or not. And I'm not here to like jump the gun. We're still going to do Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming. Praise the Lord. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but 2019 is coming. And as, uh, as a leadership of the church, we've begun praying and thinking through what is 2019 going to look like for us? God, what, what are you doing now? How do we just take next steps? Because God's going to do more and we want to do the best we can to be prepared for it the best we can. So we've been asking God for clarity on different things. What, what's 2019 going to look like and how do we participate? As those things, as we've been praying and talking a lot and just looking at what God has been doing, uh, there's a bunch of things coming down the pipeline. I think 2019 is going to be a great year. And uh, this isn't like big vision 2019 message. We'll do that in January and it'll be fun. Uh, but this is just some practical stuff that we want to let you know about because uh, one, it's going to be really fun. It's really exciting and it's really encouraging because we're mainly just celebrating things that God's already doing. And that means that we are going to be doing more things to facilitate and steward what God's doing, which is exciting. But then there's also preparation required from all of us to say, okay, now we're unified on what God's going to do, so let's prepare together, and what does that look like? How do we take these steps really, really well in a healthy way? Is anybody in favor of a healthy church? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff coming down the pipeline. So this is going to be like a big list with some information, some vision. Feel free to always ask for more information later. I won't be taking questions during this time, though. <laughs> but at the end of this, you are going to pull out your phones. And uh, as we kind of worship at the end, it's going to, response time is going to be feedback time. And we've made a way online for you to be able to give some immediate feedback or feedback later on these things. Because some of these things are some, some pretty big decisions we have to make. And uh, we... We as leadership like want your input, and you're not just along for the ride. We're in this together. Amen? So we're doing this as family. So I want to tell you a list of things coming in 2019 so that you can be excited. I will. I will. So uh, first big topic is there's some exciting things happening in Antioch Kids. Anybody love Antioch Kids? Uh, so a few weeks ago, we announced that Beth Yoder had come on as our kind of part-time Antioch Kids director, which is awesome, and that is like probably more than a full-time job, but we brought her on initially for 10 hours, because that's what we thought we could afford, and we're like, is this a joke? I don't know. It's the best we can do, 10 hours. So uh, as of actually last week already, we've been able to increase her hours to 20 hours a week to help disciple our kids, which is exciting. Not only that, we're also able to bring on Anna Bontrager as our Antioch Kids administrator. So she is also going to be putting in 20 hours a week for our kids, which is very exciting. And by, the, by January 1st, we are going to have an additional kids' classroom back there. So that's really exciting. So we don't know exactly how we're going to do it yet, but we're very close to landing on the final decision. Uh, but we're going to have another room because there's lots of little ones back there. And we are so excited about that. So, so much is happening in Antioch Kids, and we can't wait to be a part of it. And, you know, there's a big sign out there by the check-in. And if you haven't read it or you've never seen that, it says that the, the mission of Antioch Kids is to make disciples of Jesus and create kingdom culture in the home. And Antioch Kids is not babysitting. It's not watching the kids so that we can do the serious stuff in here. There's revival happening back there. Kids are meeting with God. They're hearing the voice of God. They're having identity spoken over them. Like, if you ever watch them worship over here, you're like, okay, they are, they are learning how to walk with Jesus, and that's amazing. And so they are as much a part of this church as any of us are, and uh, we're excited that, you know, when we started this church, it was kind of like, all right, God, we're just going to start something and see what you do with what, with, for, for you, and part of what he wants to do for his glory is bring us lots of kids. 
And uh, so we take discipling them and caring for them and leading them very seriously. And so we're excited to put this much resource and time and energy and effort into that. Uh, and that's why we're always excited to ask everybody to serve in kids because it's like, hey, this really isn't babysitting. This is part of who we are as a church. God has given us kids to disciple. And so let's not write them off just because they're three feet tall or less. Amen. Amen. So lots going on in Antioch, kids. Really exciting. Um, I hope you're, you're pumped about that. Uh, another exciting thing happening uh, in starting about January 1st of 2019. Does anybody love Sam and Sarah Best? Good. I'm glad. So for the first time ever, our church is going to be able to fully pay Sam's salary, which is exciting. So uh, when we moved here, Sam and Sarah uh, met with loads of people, friends, family, and folks they were connected with to uh, ask people if they would jump on a support team to help pay their salary so that they could be a part of this church. So here we are a little over two years in, and there's been a whole horde of people that have been contributing financially every month since before this church started to help pay Sam so that he could do all that he does to invest in us. How amazing is that? All these people you have no idea about, you've never met them, but they've been contributing to what he does. And he does a lot, and we'll just say that. Um, so as exciting as it is and how thankful as we are for all of those people, we're really excited to be able to, for the first time, support our own operations completely within this body of people. So that's really, really exciting, and uh, we're, we're pumped to be able to do that. Uh, along with that change that's coming for Sam, which is great, is that his role is going to be changing around here, which is really exciting. Um, because, And this is like really a maturing step for us uh, as, as a church, but for me and Sam, for our little staff of two that we've, it's amazing. We have a good time. Um, so far, up until this point, job descriptions have kind of looked like Andrew Zanako, lead pastor, he does a lot of things. Sam Best, associate pastor, he does a lot of other things. And that's kind of the clarity with which we've been running this church for the last two plus years. And uh, I mean, hey, here we are. You're here, so that's good. We've been making it work. Um, but we're excited that Sam is going to be able to start transitioning into a role that is really exciting. I think it's even going to be just more even in his lane of, of what he's made to do, him and Sarah both. And he's going to be stepping into basically focusing almost completely as we figure out how to take the other things off of his plate, but we're going to do it. Uh, we, he's going to be stepping in basically as like family's pastor and focusing mainly on overseeing and making sure, okay, how as a church, obviously we have so many families, we have so many kids, and you're here because uh, you see this as a place where that, that you can grow in Jesus, and that's great, but we want to we be able to do that better. We want to be able to say, how do we as an environment and as a people and as a family, how do we follow Jesus together? So he's going to be able to be putting more focus, time, and energy into like making sure our life groups are healthy and growing and making sure that those are, are great environments where we're becoming friends and we're learning how to follow Jesus together. He'll have his hand in kids still some as part of that. And he's also going to be able to have more time to dedicate to making space for our youth. So him and Sammy Orndorff have been doing our kind of youth life groups um, with Sam's been doing like junior high guys and Sammy's kind of had some high school girls, which is awesome. And uh, that is great. But we want to see more junior high and high school kids learn how to walk with Jesus. So we're excited to have him be able to give more focused energy and effort into caring for, discipling our families, 
making sure that all this is healthy and also continuing to build youth. So get excited about that. That's good news for all of you, just so you know. Uh, that, that's really good news. And they, they are amazing. Sam and Sarah are going to be, they're just, they're just made for that. Anybody else agree? Can I hear a shout out from a couple or two who's excited for this change? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We love the best. They're fantastic. Um, let's see here. Where are we out? Okay, you ready to keep going down the list? Okay, also starting January 1st, we're not going to go into the details of all of this because, it does, whatever, you'll probably get bored by it anyways, but starting January 1st, uh, we are going to be able to actually, for the first time, have like some designated budgets for different areas of ministry. So again, up until this point, it's kind of been like, okay, we just kind of do what needs to be done in the moment, we'll see. And so what's exciting about this is that we're, we're going to be able to actually tell some of our ministry, ministry leaders and our team leaders, okay, hey, here's some dedicated resource that you have, not just to do what you do, but to actually build what you do. And there's a big, how many of you know, there's a big difference between doing something and building something. And as much as we want to do things, we want to build things. And uh, we want to build place, a place for more people to come and encounter God. We want to build environments where we can all encounter Jesus, we can learn to walk with him, and we can invite people into those things. And that requires more than just doing, it requires building. And uh, we love, uh, and I'm just so excited to finally be able to put some pen to paper on some designated things and say, okay, we, we value your, you as leaders and you as your teams, and now you actually have some resource to leverage to kind of help you get going down the road. It might not be much, but it's something. And like we always say around here, we work with what we do have. We don't worry about what we don't. Amen? So really excited about that and uh, the fruit that's going to come from that. Uh, just love having empowered people around here. That's good. Very exciting. All right. Also, 2019 uh, is going to be our first full calendar year in this building, which is fun. So to me, I'm just kind of like, okay, that'll be cool. That'll be fun. I'm excited about that, to have a whole year of like doing stuff in here. It's been, whatever it's been, seven, eight weeks maybe or something, and I'm already having a lot of fun, so I think a whole year is going to be even more fun. I don't know about you, but I think that. And uh, what's exciting about that is that we just, again, similar to those ministry budgets, we're saying, okay, we've got a whole year to leverage this tool that God has given us to make space for people. And we're excited about that. Already, we've obviously been able to have Sundays in here. We've got our kids going on. There's already life groups that meet here sometimes during the week. Uh, we had a prayer conference here two weekends ago, last couple of weekends. And so just things like that are already beginning to happen. And I can't wait for this building to just get used more and more and more and more and more. And I'm really hoping that over the course of the year, we, it isn't even just used for more event type things that I do want to continue to have space to offer for people. So like the marriage event is going to be here because there's going to be like 70 people there. And I think that outgrows my parents' house uh, from last year. So it's like cool that we have a spot now for that, which is really exciting. So there's going to be so many things like that. It just creates so much space for people to do what God's called them to do and then more people to come in and, and be discipled by it which is really exciting. So uh, along those lines, I'm hoping that over the course of the year, we make it more and more usable for events, but we also make it more and more usable for you for stuff, like whatever. You know, like we've got these classrooms and toys and all of that, and I'm just like, okay, moms, if y'all need to meet somewhere for discipleship, bring your kids here, let them play, meet here. You know, like I just want to be able to learn how, how do we have people in here all the time using this, learning how to follow Jesus. 
So I think 2019 is gonna be a great year uh, for us learning how to use this cool tool that God's given us. Are you thankful for this building? Yes. I am. Um, so speaking of the building, um, obviously, as we just said, we have this building, which is great. Um, and we still have a lot of room to grow. We've got some empty chairs. We've got plenty of room to put more chairs down. We already have space to expand the kids. We've got space that we're not using, which is why I'm saying I can't wait for next year for us to figure out how to use this space. It's so much space. Anybody else notice that? I'm like, this is too big for us. And, and we knew that coming in. And if you've been around here uh, for any length of time and you've caught on or you've heard what the story is of how we got to this building, it's bananas and crazy, and it was nobody's good idea that made it happen. God just kind of made it work. And so here we are, and uh, I love that. I'm, I'm so thankful for that. So we already have this awesome building, and we already have too much space, which is cool. Um, but God apparently decided he's not done giving us more space. So, um, you know, when we built this when we built this whole thing out, people kept asking me along the way, like, hey, where, like, where, where's the office space going to be? And my answer was always like, I don't really know, not really worried about it right now, sort of lowest priority, we'll figure it out as we go. We need to get these things built. Like, we need to have a place for church, we need to have kids, and we'll figure out the office space. You know, we'll, we'll figure that out, and we'll cross that bridge as we go. And so Sam and I have been figuring that out, and it's been awesome. I mean, we've got this huge office, you know, it's great. <laughs> As far as we know, you know, it's, it's awesome. We've been thankful. Um, so we haven't had anything uh, going on, on kind of on the business or the uh, office space kind of thing. But um, now what's going to happen is that there is a business that is going to be moving in and creating their office space next door where we used to have church and the temporary space. Any sentimental moment? Oh, yeah. it's like, oh, thanks for that time. Thank you that we're not there anymore. Right. <laughs> So there's a business that's going to be moving in into that spot for their offices, and they don't need that whole entire place, so uh, they're giving us almost half of it. So that's awesome. So they're giving us that space, and we don't have to pay to build it out, and we don't have to pay rent on it yet for like at least a year. So it's like full-on free 99 So that's cool, I, you know? I'm like, great, Lord. So again, I'm like, awesome, God, thanks for the space. And I'm excited to figure out not only how, how we use it as a staff and as our staff grows, but also for you, like if you office remotely, come on over. <laughs> Join the party, have meetings there, come and use it. Let's, let's play and have fun and stuff. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So it's going to be awesome uh, to use and just figure out uh, how, we all, how we all get to use it together. Where am I at here on my list? This is a good list, isn't it? Um, another reason um, that I'm really excited for all of this, oh, and why the office space is really exciting, is because we really want, by, the next, by fall of 2019, our goal is to have our first school year of the Antioch Discipleship School. Ooh, and people are like, yay, what's that? <laughs> you know? 
Don't have time to get into all of it right now, but it's just a core of who we are as a network of churches. The Antioch movement was actually, it was actually born out of like a discipleship school environment, which has looked really different in different contexts throughout the years. But like when, like for example, when I did the Antioch Discipleship School, it was a, it was a nine month program of like Monday through Thursday mornings. So there's a day school, there's night schools. And our goal is that in the fall, we wanna launch some sort of six to nine month discipleship school that will probably be up to six evenings a month and inviting uh, those of you who want to participate to commit to that and be part of a smaller group community and taking these six to nine months to say, okay, I'm going all in with this group of people. I'm going all in. God, you can have my whole life to speak to. And we're going to go really deep into what does it look like to follow Jesus in our day and our time. And so we're going to run at an unsustainable pace because it's six to nine months. That's not the point is to be like, this is your rhythm for the rest of your life. We're just going to kind of, it's just a big injection over those times of what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus? And uh, whenever we launch that, however many of you do that, we'll be doing that in our office spaces, which I'm thankful that we're going to have. So well, there will be a lot more information coming uh, in the coming months and over uh, the time between now and then there will be lots more information. But want to at least pique the interest of those of you who think that sounds intriguing. So now it's on your radar. Everybody say, bloop, bloop. Nobody did it. Okay, I'm all by myself up here. It's great. <laughs> that was really weird, wasn't it? So all of this is already happening. All of this is happening in 2019. Like, as of now, this is happening because of how you're serving already. This is happening because of how you're giving already. Like, nobody needs to do anything more to make all of these happen. Isn't that awesome? And I don't know, like when I look at this list, it gets me really excited about like our give and take time. And like, oh God, I can't wait to tithe. I can't wait to give. This is fun because I can't pull off any one of these things by my little offering. But together, we get to do all of this and more. And that's really exciting. So uh, I hope that you're encouraged by that. I hope you're excited and envisioned by why are we doing the things that we are doing? Why do we do give and take every week? Why do we give consistently? Because together, we get to be a part of a lot that what God, of what God is doing. So fun. Okay, so all of that is happening. There's another big thing coming in 2019 that I want to take a few minutes to talk about. And this is another kind of maturing step for us as a church that I'm really excited about. And it may not sound like super groundbreaking to you, but I'm, I'm pumped about it. So I got the mic, so we're going to talk about it now. No, but it does matter for you in, in big ways. And I think you're going to be really thankful as time goes on. We want to, in the beginning of 2019, sometimes January, February, sometime in there, we want to, for the first time, formalize an elder team for our church. <laughs> yes, that is, that is exciting. And so I'm sure you're thinking, okay, cool. Like, what's an elder team? What do they do? And that's a really good question. So a little bit of a journey of, of our church and kind of the oversight and leadership of our church from the beginning up till now in 30 seconds or so. So when we started the church, um, if you know anything, if you've ever read the Bible, you, you hear about elders, or if you've grown up in church, you've probably heard about elders, and it's like, those are important. Whatever that is, it sounds important, and that's great. And so when we started this church, I knew that elders were important and great. I didn't really have a lot, whole lot of clarity on what exactly that would be. And, and of course, in the beginning, our church hadn't even started yet. So, of course, we hadn't, like, established elders because there was no church yet. Um, so, but... From the beginning, as part of the Antioch network of churches, we have this board of advisors, which is made up of four different people around the Antioch movement who have sort of served to be some oversight for me and for our church over the last couple of years. And then right from the beginning, we also created more of a local board of directors. So that has been 
Me and my wife, uh, my parents, Steve and Linda, and Chad and Karis Frigi have been our board of directors, which has sort of served as a local body of input for Heather and I as we've led the church because they're amazing people, and they're awesome, and they love all of you, and they have, they're so gifted and incredible, and it was sort of like, Andrew, don't be an idiot and not bring these people in from the beginning, right? So that was sort of a step of like, this is a step towards elders, but it's not elders because we're not there yet. You know, that we just need to let this develop a little bit and see what elders is going to turn into. So that's what it's looked like up to this point. As 2018 started as a board of directors, we started to have the conversation, hey, I think it's time to start having the conversation of formalizing this board of oversight. Uh, what does that look like? And so we had a lot of questions, which is like, who are elders and what do they do? And that'll help us answer the question of who are our elders going to be and what are those elders going to do. And so for the last 10 months, we've been digging into that and asking input and getting insight and all of that. And that's been really helpful. And as we've kind of come up with clarity on what our, what our role of elders is in our, in our church through scripture and through practical application, uh, it's helped us clarify what our next steps are. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. So before I announce the people that we're going to be putting before you to be praying about is if we should formalize as our elder team, I want to tell you kind of what our working definition of elders is going to be for the maybe four of you who are going to write this down and care, you know, because, but whatever. An elder team is a designated body of people to give both specific and general leadership input and oversight for our church and our staff. Leave that up here for just a second. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of vision of what this is all about. Um, we want to create a, a board of people that are helping give oversight so that it doesn't all come on me because that's just never healthy to just have one person on an island leading the whole thing, right? And that hasn't been the case up until this point, but this is, again, just a, a more mature way of how are we growing as a church and growing up as a church. So that's the purpose of this board together is to help provide oversight and leadership of me personally, but also for our church. And then also specific leadership and oversight. So we want an, any elder that we have is going to have a specific area of leadership and oversight. So not necessarily take the place of a staff member or a pastor on staff or something, but have a focused area so that they can be providing oversight. And also it multiplies leadership so that you know somebody who you can go to, who you can talk to, who you can ask questions, who you can bring ideas, who you can be empowered by and all of that. Is that making sense to everybody? Cool. So that's kind of the general overview of elders and why. And so um, between now and December 31st, I want to get your feedback on this whole elder board because this is for us, all of us. And the goal is, is that by formalizing this elder team, just like having Sam step into families, that it creates more space for you to grow and more space for your friends and family to come and grow in Jesus. So we want input on all of this. So what I'm, I'm going to bring these guys up and display them in all their splendor <laughs> and just tell you who are, who, who, who are we proposing will be the elder team and what is it that they're specifically going to be over. And then uh, between now and the end of the year, again, I'll, I'll tell you at the end, we're going to make a way for you to give feedback. So um, I will be an elder. Hi. So as the lead pastor, I'll be a lead elder and uh, my role is to lead the church. So that doesn't really change a whole lot. So these guys are going to come help uh, with that sort of thing. So the mythical and legendary Steve Zanaco, come on up here. Come on, 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 come on. 
So this is my dad, Steve. Uh, you know him and you love him. And so uh, we're proposing that he will be an elder on the team as well and that his area will be just mainly just like the pastoral covering of our church. Because when Steve's in the room, you feel pastored and covered. And when he preaches, it's awesome. And so he's already doing that. So we're like, let's just keep running with it, right? So that's awesome. And then we're gonna have the man, Mark Frazee, come on up here. Come on, come on. You got dressed up for this moment today. Yeah, I can see you collar. look good. Yeah, you got a collar on. So Mark is incredible. And uh, what Mark's area of oversight will be is basically partnering with Sam uh, to oversee families. And uh, that's going to be awesome. So, so many different things obviously go into discipling and shepherding families. And that's not a one-person job. And so Mark is going to be committing to helping execute some things, but just also carrying you in his heart, carrying vision and direction for how do we follow Jesus in our our families as a church. And again, I think similar to my dad, you see Mark come up here and you're kind of like, yeah. yeah. I thought he was kind of already doing that, right? You know, because he, he's kind of already just pulls, he, he just, you just love Mark, don't you? He just carries so much respect and that's awesome. And uh, the, the fourth will be Chad Frege, who's on vacation. As we called him in high school, the X Factor. So Chad's on vacation. They had a last-minute family thing come up. So uh, you know who he is. You know what he looks like. And so uh, Chad's main area of oversight will be kind of operations for the church uh, because he's awesome at that, and we need help. So these are the four guys. You can give these guys a round of applause as they go sit down. We love them. And really, my hope in, my hope in, in this is, is just that, again, it's one of those things where you look at, especially those other three guys, and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I thought they were kind of already doing that. And I love that. Uh, makes it makes the decision pretty easy. So that's what's going on with elders. And like I said, we're going to be wanting your feedback on that because it matters for all of us. One more big thing. How are we doing? Awesome. Sam, are you in? All right. <laughs> Okay, one, so all of that is what is already happening in 2019. All of that's coming. All of that is already, the ball is rolling on all of those things. So that's all just like January 1st. And I'm thinking, wow, 2019 is going to be full and it's going to be fun, and God's doing a lot, and I just feel like we're making so much room. We're, we're, we're creating so much capacity to be able to love Jesus be disciples ourselves and bring other people in so they can be a part of the kingdom of God. I'm so excited about all of those things. Having said all of that, I am convinced that even with all of this, there's more. There's more. If we're going to do all that by January 1st, what are we going to do by December 31st? I'm excited, and I want to be a people that are continuing to believe for more, like we say all the time. And I think that 2019, we're going to have an opportunity, more and more opportunity, to develop and increase our ability and our opportunity and our capacity to preach the gospel of the kingdom and make others great. And uh, so I'm, I'm in for that. So what we're going to be doing to end this year, we've done this every year, uh, the last two years as our church, is we've done a year-end offering. And we call this offering that we do at the end of our years, at the end of the calendar year, we call it a seat at the table. We call it our seat at the table offering because as a family, we believe that as a family, everybody has a seat at the table. 
that when we all get together just like this this morning, we all have a seat to the table. We all bring something to the table. We all have something to offer. We all have something to contribute. No matter who you are, how, you, how much you have of this or that or little or whatever, you have a seat at the table. And at the end of the year, we always think that it's just a great opportunity to not only look forward like we've done already and say, wow, God, what are you already doing? And how can we be prepared for that? But we also want to come together, get around the table as a family, and say, okay, God, you're going to do all that, but we also want to believe for more. And how do, we, how do we believe for more? How do we get ready? How do we stretch ourselves? How do we commit to sacrificing and being a part of what you're going to do next? So it's not a, just a year-end time for like everybody who makes a lot of money who needs to give for tax purposes. Like That's not what this is. This is family time, seat at the table. Let's build faith for what God might do this next year among us. And we believe that as we look forward, God's always giving us the opportunity to stretch and sacrifice. And we may not know exactly the details of all that's going to unfold, but we know something is going to unfold. And it's going to be good because God is good and we want to be a part of it. And generosity has been a core value of ours as a church from the beginning because we believe that as the people of God, that when people, when the world looks at us, they ought to see a reflection of God if we're going to be the people of God. And, and God's a really generous God. Like he's given us everything we have and he gave his son on a cross to die and raise again for us. I mean, he is generous with his grace, his mercy, his presence, his love, his provision, and we want to be generous as well. We want to reflect that generosity to the world. And so before explaining what our goal is of the seat of the, for our seat at the table offering this year and what exactly that's going to go to, I want to do a quick review of how generous this crazy little church is that we're a part of. Are you ready for your mind to be blown? Okay? Because like, you know, you can look around, like, depending on where you came from, maybe there's a lot of people in the room, maybe there's a little bit a little bit of people in a room, but like we have never, we've not been, even had this many people for very long. Like we've been a tiny little church and uh, an awesome tiny little church. Can I say amen? So here's what's going on. Okay, when we launched our church, we decided that our, for our first 10 weeks as a church, we were gonna give every cent that came in to our city because Jesus says that your heart is gonna be where your treasure is and we want our heart in this city. And so for the first 10 weeks of our church, Every, every week, during the week, whatever, everything that came in on Sundays or online, we gave away and split up between 10 different ministries and people in our city who are serving people and preaching the gospel. And then 10 weeks, our first 10 weeks, our little church of like whatever it was, 45, 50 adults, gave away $25,000 to this city. So we, yes, come on. So we started mid-September it was, and that took us till like Thanksgiving or so. And uh, after that, we did our first, we announced our first seat at the table offering at, to finish out our first little three months of launching. And that same tiny little church, that seat at the table offering, gave another $25,000. So first like four months, $50,000 out of like a 50-person church. Absolutely amazing. Uh, last year, when we did our seat at the table offering, uh, we had just announced that we were trying to do this whole building thing. And so last year, that tiny little church of about 60 people gave $300,000. And because of last year's seat at the table offering, we are where we are today. You're sitting in the chairs that you have. Your kids are in the rooms that they're in. That's the reason. So exciting. I mean, how cool is that? To look back and be like, oh, that's why we do this. This is amazing. This is amazing. On top of that, over the last two years, 
just what we've done in our monthly giving uh, as a church to, as we try to have a rhythm of generosity as a kind of as the organization of our church as well. So on top of all of those things, in just over two years, we've given an additional $90,000 to ministries around the world, missionaries around the world, missionaries in our city, paying off debt, getting people through school, all kinds of incredible things. That's almost 20% of what's been brought in on tithes and offerings. Absolutely amazing. On top of that, for next year, as we're building our budget for next year, it looks like over the course of the year that we should be giving uh, a, a, probably at least an additional $36,000 in 2019 just as our monthly rhythm of giving. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And I just can't believe what an honor it is to be a part of such a generous people. And I think that it just displays a faith to say God is generous and it sets me free to be generous too. And I love that if we can say those, if we can put that in front of people, at least if, when it gets put in front of me, I see a reflection of God. And that's encouraging. So as we go through 2019, I believe, like I said, our ability to preach the gospel of the kingdom and make others great is only going to grow. And that as we take these steps January 1st, that they're, they're not finish lines, they're starting lines. And that there's gonna be, they're gonna create more and more opportunity. And so we're gonna do our seat at the table offering to just to basically as a catalyst for what is gonna develop over the course of the year so that we can engage it ready with some resource behind it instead of feeling like we're playing catch up all the time, you know, which we've lived there and that's great. <laughs> so we're really excited. So to help steward and facilitate uh, what's gonna be going on in 2019, we are inviting, as a leadership team, we're inviting all of us as a church to rally behind a goal of $100,000 uh, from this seat at the table offering this year. So I love that, you're in for it, that's good. So we are gonna practically, well, I think the goal is that we're gonna be announcing practical how to do this, but we wanna let you know so that you can be praying about this as an individual and as a family and saying, Lord, how do I prepare, how do I prepare to do my part? In this. So here's quickly where that money is going to go. Where's the plan right now? Right? The plan. The plan. We'll see. But here's the plan. So uh, three areas that we're going to want to split up this $100,000 into. Number one is staff. And we're thinking about $40,000 towards staff. So what this does is it covers several part-time positions uh, that we know we need right now or we know that we will need at some point, mainly administrative roles that uh, are going to help actually facilitate and steward all of these things that are happening. Uh, we need some administrative people. Somebody said amen. Thank you, Lord, for people who like spreadsheets and all of these amazing things. So we, yeah, thanks, Stacy. yes. So uh, that $40,000 will fund several full, several part-time positions for a whole year. So we know that of at least one that we're going to need right at the beginning, but then that makes room for more as we go throughout the year. Some of these needs are going to be immediate. Some of them will develop as the year continues to unfold. The second area is going to be facilities and ministries of about $20,000 is our thought on that. So this is gonna help us complete some different little projects around here in the building that we have. Uh, the Antioch Kids Space I mentioned earlier, that's happening already apart from this. So there's some different projects that we have around here uh, that would be helpful to take the next step on a few things like putting some sound in the nursing mom's room. You know, just, <laughs> just you know, it's things like that. We need to do a few little projects. But then also, uh, this will provide an opportunity to catalyze different dreams and ideas that we have in some of our different ministry areas uh, to help 
empower people and operate in their gifts for the glory of God. So there's a bunch of dreams, a bunch of ideas, and this can help get behind um, and make some room to empower some people. The last and third area is what we're calling Acts 2, this Acts 2 fund of $40,000. And here's what I mean by that. If you've been around here, you know that we base so much of who we are and what we do on Acts chapter 2. And one of the things that Acts chapter 2 tells us about the early church is that something that they did incredibly well to the astonishment of the city and the world around them was they shared what they had with people who didn't have among their family. And we, uh, we do that already in a whole lot of ways, and we, but we want to jumpstart a fund for us as a church, an Acts 2 fund, that is a fund that we have as a church dedicated to taking care of the needs of the people in this family, which is fun to think about. So we're aiming for $40,000 to sort of catalyze this fund. And I know that $40,000 doesn't take care of every need in this room, um, but it's a fun start. And rather than have it all figured out until we get started, we're going to get the ball rolling and we'll figure it out as we go. Amen? So this will be something uh, that, that as a, like an elder team and a leadership team will, will be overseen. It'll be something where you can nominate people as you hear needs coming up, uh, friends or life group. It'll be something that you can ask for help from um, as you're a part of it, as stuff comes up. And then uh, the elders will help navigate how we distribute that as we go. It'll be something that we want to be contributing to, you know, as, our, as just the year goes on. But we want to jumpstart it with, with about $40,000. So... I'm really excited about some give and takes to come in the future. Woo, it's going to be fun. There's going to be tears. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. To wrap up all of that about the seat at the table offering, I want to underscore something I said at the beginning. Nobody is buying a seat at the table. Everybody has a seat at the table. Everybody has a seat at the table, which means you're not obligated to hit some mark, and it means that no matter who you are, you have something to give no matter how big you think it is. And I want to tell you right now, like I already don't know who gives how much in this church, and I'm not going to be going through the records for this. This isn't going to impact your standing in church and all that. We're not getting weird about this is what I'm trying to say. Like we're trying to have fun believing God for more. So that's what we're going to do. So everybody has a seat at the table, and I want every single one of you uh, to take this opportunity to take some time with God, with yourself, your family, your spouse, whatever, and just say, okay, we do have a part to play in this. What's our part to play? How can we contribute? Because that list that we had up there at the beginning, I can't imagine what that list will be next October of stuff that's already happening. It's just going to be so much fun. Finally, I want to give you the context of this offering. Just remember, we're going for $100,000, but I'm, always, I'm like, oh, yeah, the good news is we don't owe anybody money. So there's like no pressure, you know what I'm saying? So like whether less comes in or more comes in, the whole point is that what we're doing is we're trying to posture ourselves before God and say, Lord, we believe you're gonna do more. We're going for X, but whatever you do, we'll work with. Whether it's more or less or whatever, there's no pressure. We're just excited for what God's gonna do. So are you ready to take part in the seat of the table offering this year? So you'll be hearing more about that as we get closer to the end of the year and uh, we'll celebrate together and have a great time. All right, you made it through family meeting. Excellent, excellent. Okay, I'm gonna have the band come on up because we're, we're gonna close with a song, uh, but here's what we're gonna do as a response. I want everybody to pull out your phone. Everybody? Yes, that means you who are not moving. Pull out your phone, open up a text message, and there's gonna be a slide on the screen that has a phone number, and I want you to text family meeting to that phone number. 317-794-2428. I feel like a commercial.
I want you to text that number, family meeting, and then click on the form that it sends you. And uh, while instead of standing and, and all of that, we're just gonna, we're gonna respond together in this moment. And this may not feel or sound super spiritual, but God is in this moment. Amen? Amen. God is building his church and you're all a part of it. And we wanna make a space for you to give some feedback on the elders. We wanna make space for you to give feedback on the seat at the table offering if you have any. You may not have any strong opinions about anything, and that's great. But again, we just want to make sure that you know your voice has a place to be heard and valued because we're doing all this together. Amen? So just take these final minutes as we do this song. You're you're welcome to stand and worship when you're done or if you're not doing the form or whatever. We're just going to make some space for God. And I really do believe that this is a significant moment for our church. Because what we're all doing right now is we're saying, okay, God, we care enough about what you're doing to make some space in our service and our hearts to respond and give some input. So Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you speak to us as a body, as your church? Speak through each one of us, God, with input, with encouragement, correction, accuracy, whatever it is. Would you speak to us, Lord? And we just stand before you now so thankful and excited about what you're gonna do. And as we sing this song, we just stand on you, Jesus, the rock of our life, excited about all you're doing and full of faith for more.